Thank you. Thank you. First, first of all, I want to say that there's a, a group of people that do an absolutely incredible job with this festival that don't get a lot of recognition. But the technical people that tear this stage apart and put it together, and they do it, they do it time and time again. It's a very complicated job. They do it. They keep this show running, and, and we all owe them a, a big debt uh, for making this, this whole thing possible. You know, there, there's no question that the guitar is America's instrument. I, I've seen figures that indicate One, that two. there are more than 18 million people One, who two. play the guitar in this country. One, but there's a big tension between those of us like me who work at it pretty hard but don't ever get anywhere and the people that really play well. In fact, I'd say there are probably about 18 million people that try and a, and a few thousand that really succeed. And this, this festival is unique in the number of real masters of the guitar that are here. And I think it's a, it's a great thing that we've gotten a group of them together on stage. And I'm going to turn over to John Lohman. He's the folklorist for the state of Virginia. Uh, he knows more guitar players than probably all the rest of us combined. John, tell us who's on stage. Right, thank you, Scott. How y'all doing, all right? Well, well. Well, we know at a festival like this, there are, you know, what, six or seven stages with incredible music everywhere, and we know you have a lot of choices, so we really appreciate you coming here to the tent because you're here with some of the finest guitar players from all over the country and originally from Canada, one of them. Uh, so let's make them feel welcome here. I'm going to introduce you each one. <laughs> uh, but before I do, I always feel like with workshops, the more music, the better, if that's all right with you. Maybe we get them all to play together on one to start us off. How about the Panhandle Rag and G? Can you all do that for us? I heard rumors of that happening. Josh, you can kick us off and we'll get it together.
Yeah. That's Mr. Denny Bro there on the far end from the great state of Maine. And we got uh, one of the fine emerging uh, guitar players. I feel strange saying emerging anymore because he's really arrived. Mr. Josh Pickett from Hillsville, Virginia. Thank you. And uh, he, he brought along his bass player from the band No Speed Limit there, Jacob Beller. Make him feel welcome. That's a great band. Make sure you see them this weekend. Uh, joining uh, one of the great families of country music and gospel music, the Whites, is Mr. Josh Matheny, is there a guitar player? Make him feel welcome. <laughs> Originally from Vancouver, British Columbia, and he's, uh, many of you know him from his work with Merle Haggard, and uh, he just does things. Easy, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him to talk about that machine he's holding on to there in a little while. Red Volker, make him feel welcome. Austin, Texas. And then I'm, I'm lucky because I got the best seat in the house here. I get to sit next to the lovely Cindy Cash Dollar from Austin, Texas, originally from Woodstock, and her lovely Fender pedal steel. And Cindy, maybe we'll just start with you for a moment here. Tell us a young girl from Woodstock, New York, that's interested in uh, slide guitar and pedal steel and country music. Uh, well, there's a, a lot of um, different types of music uh, where I grew up in Woodstock, New York. Uh, there was Country music, bluegrass, not too much western swing, a little bit. Um, and there was a club uh, in the town of Woodstock called the Joyous Lake. And that's where I saw a lot of bands come through, like uh, great players like Pine Top Perkins, Muddy Waters, Willie Dixon, uh, Bonnie Raitt, all kinds of people come through. So I had quite a variety of um, mm -hmm. musical. So you mentioned a lot of blues musicians there in a row there. So yeah. is that some of your what kind of got you into it early, sort of? I, I think it was a combination of, of uh -huh. folk and uh -huh. blues, yeah. Maybe you and Red are, and anyone else who wants to join in, maybe work out maybe a blues number, kind of get back to your early roots okay. in this music. We can do well. We'll do a combination of, of everything, a little western. So actually, western swing is like just one big stew. You know, it's kind of jazz, kind of blues, kind of country. So um, we'll do uh, do a tune uh, called "It's a Smooth One." And uh, the recording we learned this off of is uh, Jimmy Rivers and Vance Terry, who are a great uh, West Coast duo. And um, it's in a horn key, a key of E flat. I kid you not. <laughs> Everybody get your capo and your clamp. <laughs> Start on the four. Look out. Ready? A one, a two.
Cindy Cash Dollar. Wonderful stuff. I had to, getting to sit up here, I get to see all the things you're doing while other people are taking their breaks. You do these wonderful little decorative things. And who are, who are some of the steel players that influenced you that you admire, you know, when you... Oh, boy, there's a lot of them. Because uh, there's so many, you know, they all play so many different styles. But um, Herb Remington, mm -hmm. uh, Noel Boggs, Vance Terry, and then the people that I can't play like at all. I can get maybe two two notes, and that's it. I give up. Like Joaquin Murphy, Tommy Morrell. <laughs> and Cindy's played with so many musicians. When you're a fine steel player, you can get a lot of work. Uh, a lot. Of, it's such a wonderful sound to add to a record. And so she's played with so many folks. And she's got this uh, incredible record uh, slideshow you can pick up, uh, where the the list of guests is just unbelievable. Mike Aldridge and Yorma Kalkinen and. Marsha Ball and all kinds of great people. So uh, yeah, there, there's vocals on there. Even I did not want to listen to a whole CD of all instrumentals. So there are some <laughs> vocals on the CD. Red's playing uh, on there. I was going to say one of the people she's been running around with lately is Mr. Red Volker. Let's make him feel welcome again. And uh, and of course, uh, many of you know that that Red's got a connection here to Bangor. Uh, was uh, greatly influenced. Uh, uh, by George Moody, who's right here from this town. You remember him? Yes. How'd you get involved with, with him? And, and Well, he says he wasn't a draft dodger, but he came up to Canada <laughs> in the mid-60s, and uh, I got to meet him when I was 17 years old, and I stalked him for about eight years, I guess. Uh -huh. <laughs> Hard for about five years. I followed him everywhere, and we, hotels he'd play. I'd play the same town with another band, and lots so hung out bugged him to death he probably hated my ass you know, but <laughs> i stole as much stuff as i could put tape recorders in the back of his amp when he wasn't looking and mm -hmm. just all the smart things that a guy <coughs> that's too eager wants to do you know maybe we could reap the uh, fruits of one of those uh, thefts there one of the ones you got from him maybe you'd like to share with us if you remember him today all righty <laughs> It stumped the guitar player, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I thought that was going to be an easy one. That was like, you know, the yeah, well, alley-oop, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll do an easy one. Let's do uh, the Wildwood Flare. He used to do Flare. that. You see? <laughs>
Thank you, George. Red, you sound just like Mother Maybell on that one. Just like it. <laughs> With a facelift. <laughs> Red, tell us about that guitar you're playing there. What's the story there? This one, uh, a buddy of mine made the neck for me about a year ago and the body I had in my garage. And I cleaned up my sock drawer and I found some pickups, some knobs. And I just slung it all together and been and playing it about a year. There it is. Nice. What do you think? Does it work? He's got a, uh, his strap is great too. He's got a, he's got a uh, image of Texas with a Canadian flag on it and he's got a pig. He's got his name on there. Legendary. From my favorite barbecue place. Yeah. A legendary figure. Another legendary uh, group that's here this weekend, you know, is the Whites. And uh, we have their guitar player, uh, Dobro, excuse me. Well, it's a kind of guitar. And uh, how long have you been playing with the Whites there, Josh? Uh, I started playing with the Whites, I believe. Uh, I moved to Nashville in uh, 2001, start Belmont, and I started with them um, at the same time. Uh, yeah, right, right about the fall of 2001. And Josh uh, uh, Matheny is from southern Arkansas. We're kind of spanning the country here. And uh, what was it about the dobro that, that turned you on, that made you, you know, what, what drew you to that instrument? Um, well, my mom and my uncle I had a bluegrass band uh, before I was born, uh, up until about I was three or four years old. Uh, my mom played bass, my uncle played dobro. He uh, played like the Josh Graves style dobro. And um, I just grew up listening to that, and then, of course, learned to play guitar when I was younger, and then started playing dobro. I was about 12, 13 years old, and um, that's kind of what drew me to it. And just, just, been, just played all the little honky tonks and fairs around South Arkansas, and, you know, until I got burned out on that, and then um, decided to move to Nashville and try to do something bigger. Nice, nice. You want to want to lead us in something here? Yeah, we'll. Uh, let's see. Do you guys you know Cincinnati Rag? You know that, or let's see, uh, Fireball Mail. That's pr that's pretty that's pretty straight up. Let's do Fireball Mail, key of G.
Josh Matheny. Man. Y'all enjoying this today? Have you been hearing some of these insane breaks that have been going on during these songs? Wonderful stuff. And we got another Josh up here, uh, Mr. Josh Pickett. He's from Hillsville, Virginia, which is in southwest Virginia in Carroll County. Anyone knows who that is? I heard a couple spatterings of applause out there. Uh, down what we call the Crooked Road. Lives right near Galax, where they have the Galax Fiddlers Convention, and they uh, and there's all kinds of Fiddlers Conventions there. And uh, and what these are essentially are contests uh, where pickers come in all different uh, categories: uh, fiddle, old-time fiddle, bluegrass fiddle, banjo, and uh, guitar is kind of like the heavyweight division. That's kind of the one everybody wants to see. And uh, this gentleman here. Uh, what, I don't know what year was that, Josh, 2003 or? 2001. 2001, so he was a real young guy. Uh, he won Merle Fest, which is Doc Watson's festival. It's one of the big guitar competitions. He's a serious player and a really nice guy. Josh Pickett. Thank you. Josh, you uh, got into it initially from doing a lot of these competitions, didn't you? Competing and was, how, tell us about those contests, how those motivate you to play. Well, I... I had started out um, playing just a lot of fiddlers conventions around the house, and you know, um, I had I had actually done pretty good in some of them, and so I I thought I'd venture on down to Merle Fest. Well, I had never been to Merle Fest before, uh, and 2001 was the first year that I had ever went down there. Well, um, I I went not knowing really what to expect, and. Uh, Walked in, and uh, names that I had heard before, uh, people that you wouldn't expect to see at a guitar competition were there. <laughs> uh, it, there, were, there wasn't one bad player at that competition. It's, it's such a serious uh, event, and it's something that I hadn't been used to before coming where I come from. It was kind of like you just enter to be entering it and uh, do it for the fun of it. Down there, these guys, uh, I think they eat, breathe, and sleep guitars. And uh, so it was a very serious thing, and um, I guess uh, some of the judges must have liked something that I was doing, but uh, I hadn't been playing very long at that point. Um, I'd only been playing about four years. Um, I didn't start playing until I was around uh, 12, and not seriously till around 14. I had a cousin that played at like family get-togethers, and mostly just played rhythm and that's what caused me to pick the guitar up and then um, once I got it in my hands I never let it go it's it's been right here since okay that's a good thing too <laughs> we appreciate it why don't you play that tune that you won with if you don't mind it yeah I play one of the ones you actually had to play three songs and uh, I'll do uh, one a lot of you probably heard uh, Doc Watson do uh, one called Reuben
Picket. That's what they call flat picking. That's it right there. That's flat picking 101. Man. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I want you all to know, too, it's sometimes you forget when you're at a workshop. These folks, not only have they never played together, they literally just met on this stage. They didn't, uh, people don't even know one another. Just get up here and do this. And make it look so easy. I wanted Cindy to show you the instrument she's playing because it's kind of under the, her pedal steel here, and I don't know if that sort of sound you've been hearing where it came from. What is? Tell us what that is there. This is a a lap steel, which you know, lap steel started out. It's it's very confusing. There's pedal steels and non-pedal steels and lap steels and dobros, but but to me, a lap steel is actually one that does fit in your lap. Mm -hmm. And this has six strings and is in G tuning, and I've got a uh, double neck steel guitar up here with eight strings on each neck and those are in different tunings so this is an e13 tuning this is in c6 this is in g and um it's just a bunch of math problems really is what it is <laughs> <laughs> nice well let's say hello to the local guy here denny bro let's say hi to him from the great hi, um, state of how's Maine. going man nice to be here <laughs> <laughs> of course, I didn't have to go as far as they all did. That's you know? right. That's right. That's right. And how did you get into uh, playing music initially? <laughs> well, that's an easy one. My mom and dad, uh, Halone Pine and Betty Cody, they were out there uh, many, many years playing country music. And uh, thank you. They were always guitarists kicking around the house. And uh, I remember uh, being around five years old and, and uh, watching my older brother, Lenny Bro. Uh, Man, could he play? <laughs> he was about, I don't know, he must have been about probably 14 or 15. And like I was telling the folks at the other stage, I can remember he had the best DA you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and uh, he had the white T-shirt with the camel cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve and big old orange Gretsch guitar. And he'd be listening to Chet Atkins tunes, walking around the house, learning them off the record, you know, by ear. So uh, that's kind of how I came into it, was just there were always guitars around. Yeah, yeah. It seemed natural to me, you know. Well, why don't you lead us in something here, maybe something that makes you think of those folks. Well, uh, 
How about, can we do Freight Train? Everybody know Freight Train in the key of C? And uh, we'll do it in that sort of Chet Atkins kind of. Just pick it, ladies and gentlemen. 
the Dobro. Jacob Eller helping out on the bass. Josh Matheny. Red Volker. Cindy Cash Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and all these folks are here all weekend. Josh Pickett's playing with no speed limit. Josh Matheny's playing with the Whites. Red Volkert's playing with Red Volkert. <laughs> Denny Bro's over there with the main uh, country music traditions. Make sure you check that out. And thank you all so much for coming out to this workshop. Thanks a lot.